Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, fellas? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and Elliot is still on break because we are coming to you guys live from the Duck Bus. So out here on the Chasing the Opener, guys, and we've been running the series. This is this is day two of this podcast series. So first time we've ever done anything like this. Um, but it just makes perfect sense with the bus. So, guys, feel free. Give me your feedback, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. I want to know what you guys think of us running the little series, chasing the opener, kind of doing the daily updates on the podcast. But with me tonight, again, I got cameraman Jack. How are you doing tonight, Jack? I'm doing good. Doing good. Awesome. So, um, we're just going to do the same kind of format we've been doing on this podcast, and we're going to walk you through kind of the events of the day. So this is day, day. what is this? This is day three of the excursion, which is crazy, right? Yeah, not, yeah, day three <laughs> is pretty crazy to think about. You'd think it'd be day two. You'd think it'd be like, it's, man, it's just, it's been a, a whirlwind of activity we left on, on Thursday. Just to give the brief kind of overview, Thursday was a driving day, set up, camp. Um, Friday was full-on scouting, set up, camp. And by setup, man, I'm right in the bus. So, man, that makes the setup so much easier than no regular camping. <laughs> yeah, we're just, you know, I maybe I sweep the the floor with a broom or something and get a fire going in the wood stove. And then, I mean, normally, well, I guess that's where we got to start because last we did the podcast on Friday night after we'd scouted. Right. And I don't remember if we gave kind of the update on what we're going to do. So, guys, that's the format. Stay tuned. We're going to jump right to that. But before we jump into the nitty-gritty of the podcast, let's get a quick word from the partners. So, first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Onyx. Onyx is your application for mapping, for finding for, for finding permission, for knowing where you stand on public land. It is, by far and away, the best way to figure out where you're hunting, how you're going to hunt, how you're going to get more access where you're going to hunt in public land, all of the above in the palm of your hand. Check them out, guys, Android, Apple, or on the web. Uh, next, I'd like to give a big thanks to Banded Avery and Green Headgear, the one-stop shop for the waterfowl hunter. From your dog training needs, your dog hunting needs, your camo, your decoys, they got it all. Literally, the one-stop shop. Um, I can't tell you how many Banded things I've kind of accumulated over the, la- over the last few years, and every time I find something new, and I love it. The Marina Wool. That's what I've been wearing on the opener hunt, and I absolutely love that. Super warm. It's got a, a nice fitted hood, hoodie uh, opposed to like the big ones. So for hunting, that's perfect. You don't lose your peripheral vision, and you keep your head warm. So check them out, guys. Banded.com. Also like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks Decoy Spreader. Um, they are the solution for your no-win days. They're the solution to get ripples in your decoys gone are the days of having the glass-like decoys and having you run just a simple jerk rig the motion ducks put motion through the whole set 
It's lifelike, and it's just a jerk rig on steroids. If you've hunted on no-wind days, you know the importance of a jerk rig, and you also know the pain and suffering that goes along with using one. Well, with Motion Ducks, that is gone. So check them out, guys. Use code DUCKGUN2020 for 10% off. Also, like to give a big thanks to HDR Innovations. They are the creators of the Marsh Stand. They have their A-frame. They have the Layout Lounges and Quack Pack. And, you know, the, the newest product from them, which I had a hand in, is the booter, the booter, the <laughs> wader and boot hanger. And actually, we got some right here in the bus. I got three right at the front. What do you think of those, Jack? They're good. They're clutch to have, especially, you know, waders get dirty. This bus could get dirty really easily. If oh, yeah. Have that. Gives you somewhere to keep them. Keeps them upside down so that all the moisture can drain out of them right there organization and not only that but it keeps them in a way that's you know prevent or in, increasing the longevity and we know how that is with waders um but yeah i think that's all we got for the partners let's go ahead and jump back into today's podcast so as we were saying guys we are on day three hunt one of the chasing the opener chasing the opener we're up here in up michigan and let me tell you, it's beautiful country up here. Um, the color change has not quite happened the same way it was last year for me, um, you know, which is just starting to happen. So beautiful colors starting to come around. Super cool. But, um, yeah, let's talk about kind of our game plan going into it. So here we are the night before, and we had to decide what to do. We check out the forecast, and well, you want to you wanna, you wanna go ahead and take a word here, Jack? Just saying from this starting from this afternoon – Let's start starting from, from where I just left off, right? Checking okay. the radar last the night before going out. Right. So checking the radar, and of course, you know we're planning on sleeping in the marsh. Want to get to our spot, but calling for rain until about five a.m. So uh, not really a big fan of sleeping out in the marsh <laughs> in the rain. Uh, as much as we love sleeping out in the marsh, getting all the gear wet and being soaked before the hunt wouldn't be too fun. So, yeah, radar called for some rain in the morning, so we actually got to sleep in quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, I think I calculated from the time we we got in bed to what time we had to get up, and it was like five hours of sleep. For opening day, that's a lot of sleep. That's five hours (laughs) any time during, like, when you're going to hunt in the morning is a lot of sleep, because at home, I swear, you just, you can't get to bed as early as, like, well, there's just... There's nothing really you can do. Like, once it gets dark, you know what I mean? Yeah, and Um, shooting light was 6.59. uh Uh-huh. That's crazy to hear, so. Yeah. So, we're we're in the bus. We're kind of waiting at the boat ramp. And uh, by waiting, I mean, we get up. We got up. What did we set our alarms for? Like, 3.30? I think 3.30. Something like that. And we figured nobody's going to be out in the marsh because of the rain. I mean, it was downpouring. Um. And we were right. Nobody that we know of was out in the marsh. Right. So we got up when the rain stopped and uh, coming to the stop. And sure enough, here comes a boat. And they go, they were, they actually were scouting and fishing out here. And, uh, you know, I, I ran down there to the boat ramp and, you know, and kind of just, I just wanted to see where they're going and let them know where we're going. Um, but funny story is they actually wanted to go to the same place that we did, except for. I feel like this is such an amateur amateur mistake, but we're going to share it with you anyway. Um, <laughs> we put our pins on Onyx. We, we used the tracker as we went through there. And when we got back, we got confused at what cutoff. And we pinned multiple. What cutoff, we saw the large quantity of, right. of mallards. 
and we picked the one that was in front of it. So and they're like literally it was like a cutout, a big open like marshy area, and then a tree line came out into it, and then the same thing in the back one. Um, but the the thing about it was when we came back. So we came back. We we drove around eleven miles on the scout. When we came back, we went through the front one and we bumped up a bunch of birds or quite a few. Right. Maybe I mean like we're talking like thirty, forty, something like that. Like most of the time, that's like okay, a good sign, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't the one we actually wanted because earlier was the second the second cutout that they were all in. And I remember I thought I'm like already thirty birds have come back after we bumped up all like a hundred or two hundred maybe. Yeah. So I was pretty surprised and guess we were wrong (laughs) (laughs) so um needless to say i mean we still yeah i I don't want to jump too far ahead um but so those guys were going to that spot and let's just say that i think that was probably the best spot in the marsh probably they were banging away i think that they were extending their range more than most of us would like to but (laughs) right (laughs) that's public land hunting public land hunting and i'm trying not to be disparaging but uh we saw some uh oh i don't know like double Double plus the treetops, and I mean they even knocked one down, which was crazy in itself. But, um, but yeah, those guys were cracking away in that marsh. And as the morning went on, we we're like we kept seeing more and more mallards go in there. We're like, right, we're like, <laughs> we sure we're at the right spot. <laughs> then we kind of looked at it, and you're like, you know what? Once it came back to daylight, and we drove from the, around in the boat, we were. So we've jumped way ahead in the story. So. <laughs> Jump back to the marsh. Those guys head off, and we back in second off into the marsh at 3.30. And even if we would have been first, let's clear us up, because Elliot will probably give me a hard time about getting beat to the spot or something. We still got the spot that we thought we wanted. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and we kind of we changed our mind a couple times, because we had, I think, four four spots picked out, which is good to have four spots to pick out. Um, and honestly, I'm going to say that, like, the other three all performed better than the one we actually went and set up in. <laughs> I don't know about the one small pocket we were looking at. I'm not too sure, but we did have a good amount of shooting, so it it, did, it wasn't bad. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that. It's as hunters, a lot of times you get to the end of the hunt, and you always try to figure out what you can improve on right. and do better on, or, or did your gut feeling or gut reaction to the scout? Did you make the right decision? So. Right. Uh, but yeah, we were in the game for sure. Um, so yeah, let's jump. We get we get in the boat in the water. We get out there, um, you know, set up all that kind of stuff. It's still a long time till shooting light, but man, it's crazy. Once you get out there, how fast the time goes. I mean, brushing in the boat and right. um, just kind of chilling and getting things going and having a good old time. And next thing you know, we're doing the countdown. How many minutes till shooting light? <laughs> So, um, but yeah, birds started working in, flying around and you want to kind of, you want to kind of talk about the, the beginning of the hunt there? Yeah. Uh, so right as shooting like kicked off, I mean, bunch of birds were ripping around the marsh. We heard a couple shots and, um, we just, we started having woodies fly all over us. Kind of, they were ripping in front of the decoys, uh, one thing we kind of messed up on is we kind of wanted to set up on this point of the a tree line, and we kind of had set up in a little culvert of it, and the wood ducks were ripping from right to left, kind of just catching us off guard. And you know how woodies fly. You know, they're, they're screaming through. They don't really slow down or put on the brakes. Until they're landing. Until yeah. they're landing. So um, had some woodies coming by us. 
dropped a couple, missed a few, the, the typical. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was really, I would say kind of to touch on that, you're talking about where we sat up on there and we just had, we had trouble being able to hide the boat. It had like yeah. buck brush in certain places and then it had this kind of prairie grass. I don't even know exactly what type of grass it was. It was a good mix of stuff. Yeah. And so we tried to get somewhere where we could push the boats up into the vegetation and there just was nowhere we could get them in there. We tried a few different places. We walked up and down with the boat. We cruised the shoreline um, just trying to get a good place to hide it. And eventually we said, okay, we can't, we can park the boat further down and, and get on land and hunt, but we, we didn't know the amount of pressure we were going to have opening day of duck season just across the country. Right. Uh, so usually on hunts like that, it's pretty crowded. So we didn't want to like go throw the boat down a hundred yards away from us and and set up on shore and then I mean that's probably what I would have done normally, but there's just the the chance of somebody trying to set up you know close enough to the boat that that screws them up or screws you up or yeah. something like that. We decided we couldn't do that, so we decided we had to brush the boats in and then hunt behind them on shore, which is I've never done that. It's super kind of super weird. Even saying it now. Yeah, I, we, we did have them grassed in pretty good, though, so I, I don't think it made too big of a deal. No, I, I don't either. Um, I'm just saying it's a, it's a weird strategy because all the other options are usually what you do. You either try to get it in the vegetation right. and hide it and then hunt by it or put it way down, or down shore from you and get back on shore where you want to set up, but we just didn't have those options. So we brushed it in. I will say I do think that the birds would come into shooting range, but I don't think they would land because of the boats. Like they'd I be, wouldn't doubt it. They would be in the decoys, but sometimes it's like they'd pick up and keep on going at a clip instead of slowing up. They'd spin right through the decoys and keep on going, which, you know, that's you're getting shots. They're definitely um, kill shots, but, I mean, they're even finished. You'd say finished at that point, too. Right. So, But it's just impossible for boats to match. I shouldn't say that. Uh, our boats with the the little brush job we did before <laughs> um they didn't 100% match the shoreline so i think they're picking them off as they came through the decoys which at that point you know they it's too late yeah. most of the time but just we're finishing how we wanted them to yeah yeah um but yeah so as the morning went on oh did we say so we actually met up with another guy so oh, yeah. i put out a message <laughs> after a scouting trip i didn't put out a message i put out a story that the props broke on my boat and I'm like, Hey, anybody know where I can buy props because I can't find them anywhere. And apparently you just can't buy mud motor props in Michigan, the UP, the UP at least. So I I found some down in the mitt of Michigan, but nothing in UP where I could get mud motors. So or mud motor, uh, props. So, um, he messaged me, he's like, Hey, he thought, he thought we were just dead in the water. He's like, Hey, I got a boat. I can tow you out or you can put the prop on your boat and tow us out and hunt together and all this kind of stuff. We started talking and I'm like, no, we still have one prop. I'm just trying to have a fell safe. I want to buy one so that if we, we had, we have like one and a half props. I'll say that. So <laughs> we have another one that's, uh, I hope we don't have to use. And then we have one that works. So that's how we met up with this guy. Uh, his name's Brandon. So shout out to Brandon for listening to the podcast. Cool yep. Had had a ton of fun hunting with him. Cool guy. That's what ducking is all about, getting to meet new people in new places. And he's an avid waterfowl in Michigan and uh, a veteran and just 
a cool dude. So we had a lot of fun hunting with him. And um, so that was the other guy hunting with us. So first light comes and we're shooting wood ducks. Um, eventually I limited out on wood ducks. Um, we had some big groups of divers come in, which was pretty cool. Divers in a marsh. Um, we don't get that you know, around me that often. Right. Um, and so I've, I've done that in Kansas. We've shot, we've shot divers in the marsh, divers in late season in the marsh too out there. Um, so it, that's kind of what it reminded me of that. Um, and they, the, you know, divers are a lot of fun cause they respond so to the fun. call and <laughs> so fun flying through the set. And, and so, um, I busted a, um, did I say, so I shot my limited wood ducks, but right. then divers after that, I shot a blue bill and go up. It landed a little further out, so I went out in the duck torpedo with Chief, and he jumped out and got it, and we came back, and we're sitting there for a while, and we had another bluebell working, and I was just working with the call. I circled once, went out far, came back in, and came right to us. I'm like, it's going to do it. It's going to do it. Get ready. And then Brandon pulls up on him. First shot, you can see the bird just flinch hard. Second shot, I think it was a clean whiff. Right. <laughs> and third shot, he dumped him, so... Um, ring bills, by the way, ring bills. Did I say blue bill again? Because I'm the one who confused you with oh. it. He, <laughs> Jordan had shot the ring bill, and he held it up in the water, and I thought it had been a blue bill because, as you diver shooters know, early season, the hens, they're just brown. You yeah. Know? You can't really tell too many colors on them. But oh, yeah. Once and you it's bring a, them closer. It's a ring neck. I've never heard the, the slang <laughs> ring uh, ring bill, but yeah, that's not that's, you. Maybe that's just something me and my friends say. Yeah. I mean, they have a ring around their bill. They so. do, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to clarify it because I'll get I'll get messages or whatever. Yeah, now I'll be getting them too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I went out and got this, and as soon as I got up to it in the water, um, and Chief Chief jumped out of the boat, went after it, and as soon as we got up there, man, I could just tell this thing was a little stud. And <laughs> you guys were freaking out a little bit when I got up there. I was like, because I, I held it up. Yeah. I mean, it just had pristine Drake colors opening day that was the bit one of the biggest shockers i know i've never i've never seen one plumed out i mean i don't know if divers on average plume out faster than mallards or what but this i mean he was dark i put a picture up on the instagram story so um i'll have to put a picture up on the the feed too because that story will be gone by the time the podcast comes out right but that he you know just the golden eye Pristine dark colors. I mean, I held them up. Oh man, I took the white stripe. Yeah, he was I, pretty perfect for an opening day bird. Yep, yep. I mean, almost worth going to the taxidermy. So I know taxidermies hate it with the little pin feathers and all that this early in season. Yeah. So it might have been a tough one, but <laughs> not as tough as a lot of them because it already looked. It just looked super cool. So, um, you know, kind of kind of cool to get a little bit of a mixed bag. I'll say overall, I still I'm. I'm just like a tad bit disappointed because yeah. we wanted to get on some mallards. We've seen mallards. We've seen uh, black ducks when we uh, went out to, to scout, and that's not what uh, <laughs> ended up working into our set. We did have, I, I would say we did have a few opportunities. Um, one, I think we got busted on while we were retrieving another duck. Mm-hmm. Actually, that happened both times. And then the time that I, that I said that we had a black duck come over over top, I looked at the, the footage again. I'm just, you couldn't tell, but. At the time, it looked like a black duck. I just want to believe it <laughs> I was. want to believe it was. <laughs> but it went right over top of you guys while I was, uh, I think it was the bluebill. I was coming in with that. Okay. And that one came right over top of you guys. Um, that's, did I say bluebill? Ring, ring neck. Ring that again. Ring neck. Um, I'll let the viewers eat that up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to get we're gonna get toasted on this one. Um, neither one of us are hardcore diver hunters. We'll just put it out there. 
But, um, but yeah. So that was that was that in the Mallards. But our plan was to get out there in the afternoon, and so we we got back. We ran up to town. We grabbed some food, um, got some zip ziploc baggies because we forgot them, and um, to put the the duck meat in for the cooler, all that kind of stuff, and got ready to go. We looked at the radar. We actually were an hour out. And we looked at the radar. The, the sky looked a little dark. And it was just lines of rain coming. Of which, course. Which wasn't in the prediction earlier in the week. Or either, even earlier since we'd been here. So um, we're like, all right, let's just see how this plays out. And it rained. And they changed the um, forecast in it to longer and more rain. And they just kept extending it out as more rain just came. And it just rained all afternoon and all evening. Um, and we wouldn't have been opposed to it. I mean, we, there's a, a couple groups that went out there and we heard a handful of shots. There definitely was nobody banging it out right. there. Um, but there was a handful of shots, um, out there in the marsh. So like you said, you know, we could have gone out there and hunted, but when we got all this camera gear and everything and we're here for a couple more days, it's yep. worth it. Yeah. It was, it was hard not to, but it's like you said, we, we decided to pace ourselves. Uh, last thing we want is our next two hunts to have waders that are soaking and right. and uh and all that kind of stuff so uh we sat it out ended i ended with my four ducks for the day um which i held off at the end of the hunt i didn't shoot again after i had the wood duck and the diver because i was waiting for the afternoon mallards and they just they didn't show up and we didn't get get to give them a second try but overall we're still i mean we're super pumped we're into duck season first ducks of the season first ducks you can hunt anywhere we're we're a part of it right we're up here in up just having a blast this marsh is absolutely beautiful i love these northern marshes what i want to call them hardwood marshes i don't know somebody has probably a scientific name if you do just let me know because i don't know what it is um but it's nothing like the marshes that i hunt have hunted in like kansas per se indiana i haven't hunted uh, there's not a lot of marshes to hunt in indiana my home turf. So <laughs> all I got to compare it to is like the Kansas ones, which I kind of started to think that's what marshes were. Right. And then I started coming up here into like the pine forest, hardwood right. stuff. And it's just, it's, it's like just a mix. Oh, it's gorgeous. And there's like rolling Hills off in the distance. So yeah, beautiful place to hunt. And that's, awesome you know, place. that's, that's part of it. We want to get out in wild places and have wild adventures and, and shoot wild birds. So that's that's what we're doing, and we're having a lot of fun. So we got two more hunts to come, hopefully two more updates on the chase in the opener. And, yeah, you got any kind of closing words or closing thoughts, Jack? Uh, not too much. I'll, I'll probably be picking up the gun tomorrow, so hopefully we'll oh, yeah. shoot, we shoot a couple more birds tomorrow, but should be good. Hopefully we get a mixed bag. Uh, I won't hesitate on holding off on ring bills like Jordan, so <laughs> I like shooting a mixed bag. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, yeah. good things. I just, I just want one mallard. Yeah, one mallard. Last year on the opener, chasing the opener on UP, um, out there with Zach, and uh, I got, I think I got two mallards that first day. So that was pretty cool. I'm hoping to get a mallard today. I think we're due or for tomorrow. One. We're due for one. Yeah. We've seen, we seen enough. We saw enough going in there that we can reposition, hopefully, and um, if we can bag just one. I just want to hold one green head in my hand for this trip. That way I know for real I'm in duck season. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a purist. Not like Elliot. So, um, 
I'll have fun shooting the, the little ducks. I do love shooting the wood ducks as well. But, alrighty, fellas, that's all we got for today. Thanks for tuning in for another one of the mini series, Chasing the Opener. And we'll see you guys on the next one.